What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, starting today, your ticket to a sporting event across the street over there at Crypto.com Arena could come with a COVID-19 vaccine booster and a flu shot, if you want, of course. The L.A. County Department of Public Health announced the new partnership with the Lakers, Clippers, and the Kings earlier this week to bring a pop-up vaccination clinic to the arena during home games. So anyone with a ticket, as well as arena staff, will be eligible for a COVID-19 booster shot as well as a flu shot. The clinic started tonight... Uh, before the Clippers-Pistons game, and they're going to continue through the end of the year. Vaccines will be distributed starting when doors open and continue until 30 minutes after the game. The pop-up clinic will be set up near Blaze Pizza on the main concourse near the 11th Street entrance. So if you want to get a flu shot and your COVID booster, all you got to do is uh, do it before the game. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Making it nice and easy for you, Cappy. I know, but the thing is, I'll tell you guys, and you guys tell me where you are, um, I haven't gotten, I, I got the first two COVID shots, and then I got the first booster, and I haven't gotten boosted since. So what number booster are we on? Are we on four, five? Where are we at? I, I'm, this is four, I believe, and I got it um, because this one is the Omicron BA4-5. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, got that one. That I, they I mean, have, I, too. I'm also on the road every week, so I yeah. figured, you know, I might as well just get it. I'm yeah. with and I And let me tell you something. I, I, I haven't gotten it since, knock on wood. Yeah, I have. I don't have gotten that booster, and I. I also. I don't think I've gotten a flu shot this year. I don't think. I'm out on the flu shot. Oh, I got a flu shot. I get one every year. I, I normally do too. No, no. You know, I get sick on a flu shot. You know what else? Mm-hmm. Um, I got a shot for shingles because my oh, doctor yeah. said you don't want to get shingles, and I'm like, what's shingles? You're He's in like, that yeah, age. You're in that yeah, age. Yeah, age you got to take that. Thing. He's like, so I That's took the first. Thing. I took the first shingles shot. And then apparently you're supposed to take a second shingle shot. Uh-huh. And yeah, I have not two. gotten I haven't gotten the second shingle shot. I need to. But I yeah. want to get it cuz I don't want But here's the thing. When mm-hmm. I took the shingle shot, oh dude, I was like Were you I out? was oh man, I was in bad shape. So my friend I have two friends that are younger than I am actually and they've both gotten shingles and apparently it's like a new thing for people that are younger to start getting it. So yeah, it's crazy. they say by at fifty you definitely should get the shingles. Yeah. Oh, I got one I, half listen, of the I have I have two friends, one who was under fifty and uh, one who was over fifty who got it, and they were both miserable. Oh. I don't want it. Yeah, so Nobody get the shot. Does. So I'm I'm like I'm halfway there. I know I got to go see my doctor yeah. and get the second half of it. Yeah. By the way, uh, Laura started the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community on uh, Discord. I'm already in there. Oh, cool. Does it, it works and stuff? Cool. Yeah, I, okay. it worked. I will put that. You can on put the link Twitter. in your community, yeah. and that right. way, I, it's basically I, like our safe place. Just in I've case. just accepted the invite as well. It's the only it, thing I it, got going it, on on Discord. It's like a bunker. You know what I mean? Like we can just kind of go there for now. You know? I have tweeted it right now, so there right. it is. So I have a problem with my Discord because I've been getting. You know when like someone tries to like hack into one of your accounts and you get like fifty million emails that are like somebody tried logging into uh-huh. your Discord account in like. Saudi Arabia, like oh, I literally weird. get those every day for the past couple weeks where I get like 20 or 30 of them at one in the morning of somebody constantly trying to sign into my Discord account. And so I changed my password and now I'm, I'm like happy. Now I don't know my password and I oh. can't reset it. Well, just do, I had to, because I had it for school. So I had my email address from school, from Cal Poly. So yeah. I just logged out of that and logged, like registered oh, my own, like registered my email address or whatever. So, because then it says, I was worried because it says, do you want... Your contacts, I'm like, nah, 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 nobody needs to have our numbers. That's whatever. what I said, yeah. But you don't need that. So, but you you have to see what's going on right now because our whole now Discord community is blowing up, and it means and my phone 
is ha- I, I put the push notifications on. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. You can turn okay. that yeah, off, bro. Oh, dude, off. you guys have no idea. So the other day, I had um, a... Uh, I, do you guys use Telegram? Does anybody here use Telegram? I mean, I have it, but I don't really use yeah, it. Yeah, I don't so, use it. So somehow on my Telegram, I, and I only speak to one guy in London on Telegram. It's the only person I talk to. <laughs> but, there's a, but there's like a cryptocurrency group that got, and I somehow, I don't know how I was in it, and bing, 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 my phone nonstop. So for me to have to go in and like go to settings, go to the app, find out how to turn off the notifications, mm-hmm. like that's a whole job for somebody like me. I mean, Discord is a lot because if you notice on the site, it has a welcome and rules. It has announcements, resources, general meeting plans. There's yeah, a you lot. You can create going a yeah. bunch of little sub like uh, sub channels. Yeah, you know, I'm turning it's like off the it's like Reddit but cooler. I feel like it's going to be difficult for you to navigate, Captain. That's no true. <laughs> Only because, like, I did at first, like I said, I joined it for Pokemon Go because, like, people would use it, like, so they could team up and do raids and stuff. And so I use it for that. And I found it at first, it was a little bit weird to get the hang of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't have the bandwidth to uh, to deal with something new like this. I feel like it's, it might be too much for It you. is a lot. It is a lot. We can, you know, workshop it like Sedano right. said. It is a Yeah, backup. we're just beta yeah. testing it. It's I just beta, turned exactly. off the notifications, though. I'm not going to have I'm not gonna have another thing on my phone just constantly be binging my phone here. Hey, maybe Jack Dorsey will go ahead with his new app. I forget what it's even called. Yeah, like Sky Mastodon. something, Blue Sky? sky it's blue Sky, yeah. And then there's Mastodon. There's like a whole bunch of them. So maybe we'll end up somewhere else, Cappy. You never know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's like Discord can be our bunker. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a mm. safe safe place. Just in case. All like, right. You know, so when anyway, people at the uh, end of the world. Mason said that, uh, he just tweeted or texted us, uh, shingles shot is a B. I got both of them, was down for a day both times. So. Well, it's better than getting shingles. I would agree. That's true. I That's know somebody true. who had it, and he he's yeah. a little bit older, and he had it for like a yeah. month. By yeah. the way, how yeah, soon sucks. before Mason Ireland try to do a Discord? Uh, no, they already started it. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Briones, get on it. No, Greg. Too much Greg. For them. Yeah. No, they'll have Greg do it. Yeah, Greg Greg. Like, another thing? I got to do another thing? Well, That's they got that Greg Tyler said. who's like Greg 2.0 over there now. <laughs> who, is, who, is, who is this Dude, new Tyler? Dude, Tyler looks just like Greg. I literally thought it was I like his little brother or something. I saw the picture that he just sent out. Yeah, who is this I new thought... Tyler guy? He's a new producer. I know. He sent me a message earlier today. He's like, hey, it's Tyler. You want to come on Game of Games? And it's like a setup for you're not going to know any of this. <laughs> I mean, I well, got skunked. Oh yeah. yeah, he's he's like a shadowing Greg now because he's yeah. producing uh, Bet LA with Anita Marks. Yeah, oh, he's really? Greg like Dr. 2.0. Clapper. Yeah, yeah. All right, good kid. He's cool, cool kid. Yeah, there you go. Right, that is what you need to know. Yeah. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, time for the six o'clock reset. Cappy, we're gonna do. You know, a handful of topics here. You know, three, four, five, whatever we want to do on a given day. Big topics of the day. You and I go back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. Very quickly, okay? Give the people they are getting their car for the 6 o'clock hour what they need, how to catch up. They've been at work late. It's dark outside. They're kind of dealing with traffic on the 110 or the 710 or the 405 or you name it. They're, they're dealing with it. The 5 with a 10, you name it. So we got to help the people. So, Lindsay, go. What do we got? All right, first one here. Ticketmaster has canceled the Taylor Swift ticket sale for the public after the debacle with the pre-sale. Sedano, you go first. Uh, This thing is a disaster. I told you, Ticketmaster, you shady AF, okay? Um, I feel like this whole thing with Ticketmaster, they need to do a better job of figuring out how to get these tickets out to people that aren't robots or secondary market people. Do better. 
Hey, listen, all I know is this. Um, Taylor Swift, what is it, three shows, five shows at SoFi Stadium? And I didn't go in and do any of the pre-sale stuff. And apparently management at 710 is not giving me the suite, so I yeah, got problems. Yeah. yeah, you don't deserve the suite, to be honest with you. What do you mean not de- don't deserve? I mean, they, you're going to use that for people who actually spend money on the station. So, Well, well they, I, you, you cost them money. I help make them money. Eh. What do you mean, eh? Adjacent. Nonstop. Stop that. Adjacent. No, you're wrong. <laughs> wrong. All right. You know who makes Where's a lot of money? Where's my sound effect, Laura? Wrong. You know who makes a lot of money? What's next, Lindsay? All right. Kawhi Leonard that is guy. on on the verge of returning for the Clippers, but is he going to be the same? Cappy, you go first here. I don't think so. I mean, if, if I thought that LeBron James was going to continue to be who LeBron James was, why, if I'm watching LeBron's decline, if... Why would I believe that Kawhi Leonard would come back from this kind of an injury and be as good as he once was? So I've heard about all of his workouts, but I'm not buying it. I don't think he's going to be as good. Well, I think the biggest difference there is Kawhi is a lot younger than LeBron. He's only 31 years old. But to your point, I remember Ramona Shelburne reporting this a long time ago when he left San Antonio that that injury was a degenerative injury in his quad and that he would always have to deal with it and manage it. And he'd never really probably play a full season again. Um, but I, I look, I think it's great for basketball when we have all the stars out there, so I'm hopeful to see him out there. What's next, Linz? All right, well, Matthew Stafford is expected to return for Sunday's Rams-Saints game, which, you know, it's great coming back from concussion protocol, but nobody really knows who exactly he's going to throw the ball to. Sedano, you go first. I, w- I heard um, DeMarco say this during Crosstalk today because he was in for Sliwa. I wouldn't put Matthew Stafford out there. Dude, they're down to like third and fourth stringers, I think, on this offensive line outside of like one or two positions. Like he can't get out of the way. Like you're just going, this is going to be bad for him. And sometimes you got to stop guys from hurting themselves in this situation or, you know, take their best interest physically and in this case mentally even at hand. At no hand. chance Matthew Stafford would not play. I mean, if he can play, if he can clear concussion protocol, regardless of offensive line, regardless of who's available to catch passes, Matthew Stafford has always been a tough guy, and he's going to play. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, uh, Sunday's Browns-Bills game has been moved to Detroit due to concerns about the weather because there's apparently a huge snowstorm coming up. Cappy? Surprised. I mean, I just got to say surprised. I know there is precedent for moving games, um, but it's Buffalo, New York. That's what they're expecting. They get lots of snow. They're right by some you know area where there's a lot of snow that comes in. Nor'easters, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, that's Buffalo, New York. I'm, I'm just surprised that of all places to move a game because of snow, it's Buffalo. I mean, it's happened before, actually, in Buffalo. Um, it happened in 2014. Um, they relocated to Ford Field for a Monday night game because it was sta- declared a state of emergency in Buffalo. I know. It's crazy, man. I know. I remember in San Diego one time when there were wildfires, they moved a game from San Diego to Arizona. And I can remember, obviously, the Mexico City game that was moved back to the Coliseum. The game was a play between the Rams and the Chiefs, one of the all-time yeah. great regular season great games. Game. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, games do get moved, but it's, it's rare and snow in Buffalo. What'd you expect? Yeah. All right. That is the six o'clock reset coming up next. Oh, I got to do Tequila Mandala. Oh, I got to talk about them. You know, I love talking about them. All right. Coming up next, Cappy, you and I have to talk about a couple of things, including. uh Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Oh, that's your kind of movie, Cappy. I love Goodfellas. One of my all-time favorites. He's a good fella. He's just like us. Dude, 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 dude. This game has been terrible. This uh, Fat Jack was right about this, the under in this game, in this tennis, uh, Tennessee uh, Green Bay game. Poor Al, once again. Uncle Al. Yeah, yeah but on paper, this one looked good, though. Like, if you, if you would have told me in September, Titans, Green Bay in, in Lambeau, I would be like, oh, wow, that's a good one in November. But you know what Fat Jack said earlier, which was right on? It's that when Green Bay has a huge comeback against Dallas like they did last week, forget about the organizational history of the Cowboys and how they've never given up a two-score lead in the fourth quarter, whatever. Green Bay wins that game and they have a big dramatic comeback. Same thing with Tampa Bay. They beat Seattle, who not everybody really believes in. They beat the Rams the week before, which everybody thinks is not really a big deal. You win two games back-to-back, and everybody's like, they're back. And that's the same thing with Green Bay. They're back. Are they? I don't no, know yet. I think the question this week was, if they win this game, are they back? Well, right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers just looked like he threw a ball away to try and avoid getting smacked. Like dude, He was like turning his body and like wasn't even seeing where he was throwing the ball because he was about to get run over. 7-6 yeah, in the second quarter. I traded quarter. for Derrick Henry in my fantasy league, and he's had like a terrible week last week, and he's got nothing going right now, only 45 yards. Let's go, Derrick Henry. Come on. Do better. I traded uh, you know, a second-round pick next year for you. Next year? Yeah. I'm in this, F I've them this picks. for like 20 years. F them picks. Yeah. I got you got to go for it when you got, you know, but I feel like this one's going to blow up on me. Really? So you're going all in on this season, huh? I've got a good team, and I'm get you know. I mean, I've had some injuries, but I had uh, you know. I'm I'm in first place, you know, in my division at least. Oh, so. and you got to go for it. You got to go for the win. Yeah, you, 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 those windows are never as big as you think. You know, so, I do. Oh, actually, I just fell into second place because of my loss last week. But anyway, wow. nonetheless, wow. still there, still in the in the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Woods. I forgot he plays for the Titans. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's funny you say that because um, I'll bet you the Rams would be like, wow, that'd be a guy we'd really like to have had right about now. Instead of trading him for a six-round pick? Yeah. Or whatever it was. And and if you're Les Snead and you're listening right now, you're like, hey, smart guy. Um, He was coming off a major knee injury, and we had no idea what he would be when he would come back. I'm like, yeah, but but Les, 
you know that there are certain guys that are heart and soul guys, and those are guys you got to have. And Robert Woods was one of those guys. Nice job. You're hitting a lot of high notes recently. You're doing good. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you were going to talk about Kevin Durant. Do you see me speaking of uh, Kevin Durant? Uh, yeah. Did you see me talk to his former coach in the little walk and talk yesterday? I, you I like that? did not, but oh, wow. I saw people in the community saying, "Hey, Sedano, nice job with the walking interview." Now, is that because I think I saw it in the earlier game also? Well, um, I think uh, I don't know if I don't know if they did it in the earlier game because I wasn't watching because um, I was at the arena. But Lisa Salters was the was the yeah was the uh, sideline reporter in that game. Yeah, I saw her doing a walk and talk also with somebody. So is that like a new thing? Like, hey, we think this is cool. It'll be good in motion. Because so, I like it better so than just standing want, there static. Do you, want, do you want a secret? Yeah. Go ahead. First of all, it's at halftime, which is a lot more stuff to talk about, right, mm-hmm. than the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You know, like, I've never been a fan of the first quarter interview, but what are you going to do? you got to get some other access. So it's it's a halftime interview, which obviously gives you a little more meat on the bone there. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly... If the coaches do the walk and talk, mm-hmm. I've heard. I haven't confirmed this. Uh, I think Steve Kerr. He said it, but I don't know if he was joking or not. Um, he might have been joking that they get like a couple of those uh, coaches interviews off on the national televised broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> they get a little trade off. Like I do one, you take away like one or two. You know what I mean, or something like that. You know, it's it's great that the coaches are actually required to do it. Yeah. Um, there have been so many games in the NFL that I was broadcasting where it was like, hey, the coach, we talked about it. Coach yeah. knows, coming out at half, we're going to talk, and then they shine you. Or yeah. they're, yeah. they're going to they're Well, gonna you leave. saw Amazon st- stole it from the NBA, and then Sunday Night Football stole it from Amazon. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was at a game a couple years ago, and I don't remember the girl's name. She was the TV reporter. I was doing the Westwood One radio, and yeah. she was standing there waiting for McCoy and, or whoever the coach was at the time, I'm trying to remember, and, and she, he went running right by her, and she was standing there with her microphone like, they, he didn't stop. He was supposed to stop and talk to me. And I was like, that was such a jerk move. You know, teams getting beat, so they don't want to talk. I like the way the NBA requires the coaches to do it. I think it's great. Yeah. Well, that was a David Stern thing. Like he, so the story goes, and I'll get to the Durant thing here in a second. The story basically goes that when the coaches, like he did it in like a coaches meeting or something like that, like with the whole league, and you know, like Phil Jackson and Pat Riley and all these guys. This is a way long time ago, right? Are still all in the league, and apparently the guy that stood up to like moan and you know, because there's always one guy that's going to be like, like people do it under their breath and kind of roll their eyes or whatever. But there's that one guy who thinks like, you know, I can, I'm going to set the tone here, right? And with Stern, it's just different, dude. That guy would just, you know, I mean, you know, infamously, we all know what he did to Jim Rome on his show, right? Like, we all know that story. So um, he didn't care. He gives zero. He gave zero bleeps. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Another R.I.P. David Stern. There's four. And uh, uh, Scott Skiles. Okay. Remember Scott Skiles? I remember. Was he coach of Orlando, maybe? Uh, coached Orlando and the Chicago Bulls, was a player for Orlando, played mm-hmm. with Shaq yeah. um, in those first couple years before Penny got there. And um, he stood up. It was like, we don't, this is an infringement upon us and our coach and stuff. Because he was saying that not only doing the coaches' interviews, but you're doing the, they're, you know, they're going to have cameras in the locker room while guys are walking around or whatever and just have access, right? Um, and, you know, this was before anybody was doing that stuff. Like, baseball now does, like, guys in the outfield, as we've talked about, or in the yeah, field. In-game interviews. You're in yeah, the game. right. It's crazy. It's awesome. Good for them. Um, but back then, nobody was doing this stuff. So, um, and then Stern just kind of looks at him and says, well, Scott, considering our league partners are paying us whatever it was, $8 billion or whatever the hell the number was, right? He's like, 
you're going to do it. <laughs> it was just like that. Right. And he goes, and if you don't like it, then you don't have to coach in this league. Like something to that effect. Love it. By the way, are oh. you Phil Jackson? Did I miss something? Are you Greg Popovich? You're Scott Skiles. So please sit down. Be quiet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And even those guys knew not to say anything. Scott so. Skiles. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, he was asked about like the loss in uh, in Sacramento, which they got blown out of the water on Tuesday night. I was watching it on TNT for a while. And uh, he was asked after the game, like, yo, like, what's going on? He's like, man, do you see the starting lineup we have out there? Like, what do you expect from this group? <laughs> what a jerk. What a freaking but, but jerk. But it's true. He's not wrong. Better. He he continued to name off his teammates. Right. Edward Sumner. Right. Like <laughs> Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, and me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no disrespect, but what do you expect out of those guys? I love how he gives like the no disrespect caveat. No disrespect, you know, it's like, hey, hey, here's the thing, dude. Guys like me, we look at guys like LeBron James and Kevin Durant, and we have this perception. It may not be reality, but it is our perception that you are one of the top three, four, five players on planet Earth, and just you alone should elevate everybody around you so that you should be beating the Sacramento Kings as an example. But the Sacramento Kings don't like being everybody's punching bag, number one. And number two, it just goes to prove that Kevin Durant or LeBron James, they need other guys. Even though guys like me, like I said, had a perception that they don't, they do because it's still a team game. Of course they do. I mean, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh lost in six games to the Dallas Mavericks. Like, that didn't prove it to you? Yeah, I don't think I was watching back then, George. In 2010, yeah. you're the only person in America that wasn't watching that finals as America was rooting against LeBron James? All right, I'm exaggerating. My point is, is that guys like them who are super talent, I mean, like, outrageous talents, they they are not able to by themselves win ball games. Right. I and, mean, listen, Shaq talks about it all the time. When you talk to him about those championships with him and Kobe, he always says, "We couldn't have done it without Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, and hey Chuck, hey Chuck. Oh geez, here Chuck D Fish, D Fish was a big part of that team. Chuck, you ain't Grandpa, know nothing about, nothing about the championships, yeah, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now you're gonna do a Shaq too, huh? Well, mine is at least sounds more like Your Shaq. Your Shaq sounds like sucks his grandfather. To mine. mine is awesome. Grandfather O'Neill. is awesome. Your Shaq stinks. My Shaq is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Hey, Chuck. Chuck, when you win a championship, you ain't know nothing about nothing winning no championship. When you win a championship, you got to have a role play like a deep fish. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. You don't think so? Not pretty damn good? <laughs> Uh, so you you don't like the KD thing? Like I think he's no, being honest. It. It. By the way, hilarious. it wasn't even the full quote is actually um, to Lindsay's point. He mentions all the guys' names, and then he says, "You expect us to win because I'm out there." So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. I'm really having a good time. I wish y'all could hear me talk during the game. If I got mic'd up more, people would stop asking me if I'm happy or not. I'm enjoying every moment. I get to step on the bleeping court. And part of it is because I tore my Achilles and the pandemic. And I didn't know if I was ever going to play again. I didn't know if I was ever going to play again at all. That's the full quote. But, of course, the first part is the part that gets all I mean, the run. You just don't hear um, guys do this, right? I mean, you don't you don't hear LeBron. Hey, LeBron. Uh, I mean, he did you, say he didn't go that far. But right, he did what, say. 
we don't have any lasers. We don't have shooters, right? We don't yeah. have any lasers on this yeah. team. Yeah. By so, the way, interruption. Yeah. Touchdown, Derrick Henry. God, I hate the fact that you are ahead of me. Hey, touchdown, Derrick Henry. Are you? Am I ahead of you? You're 30, always ahead of me on Amazon. Thirty-two seconds to go. I think I accidentally. Oh, I'm like, way behind. I, he, he's already on the sideline for me. Oh, like, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. They're about to kick the extra point. Mm. Are you kicking well, the extra point yet? No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. You got me today. So the thing is, though, is we never hear a guy call out his team by name. Like you don't hear LeBron say, "Look, guys, here's the thing." Um, Anthony Davis is not the player he was a couple of years ago. Obviously, Russ hasn't fit into our system. Uh, Lonnie Walker is a young guy, and he's an athletic guy. But come on, he's not really that good. You know, I mean, you don't hear a player call out his teammates by right. name. But you know what I think? I mean, remember, Kevin Durant wanted a trade. I still think if you, if you put him on truth serum, he still wants a trade. And how do you get a trade? By being, um, you know, a little extra, is what I would say. Well, remember when you- Jimmy Butler... Like went like went out there and like was killing Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and apparently the story goes that he took the third teamers in practice and whooped their ass uh, with Wiggins and Cat on the other side and like and just and then when did an interview with Rachel Nichols right afterwards like it was just insane so like maybe that's like you know I don't think Durant's doing the exact playbook but maybe Durant still wants a deal I don't know I'm just speculating I would, at this point. I would agree no no but I would agree with you if I were Kevin Durant I'd want out of Brooklyn now more than I did in the offseason because in the offseason at least you thought Kyrie was going to come back and he was going to play right. and Kyrie if it wasn't last year dealing with the booster or in just the, uh, the you know the shot itself Last year, that was his reason for not playing. This year, it's because of the things that he does on social media and then the, the boxes that the NBA requires him to check, and he don't want to check those boxes because he don't want to play. So if you're Kevin Durant, you're probably like, dude, I don't have Kyrie. The coach I originally wanted, we fired that guy. Look at these stiffs that I'm playing with. I want out of here. So I kind of agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I look, think he wants out. Ramon tweeted this to us in the circle of trust. KD wrong, though? Kobe felt the same way when he had Smush and Kwame. 100%. Yeah, but he didn't say it out loud like that. Oh, no, that. I mean, dude, he got caught on a video like saying that he would. What do you mean we're not going to trade Andrew Bleepin' Bynum for Jason Kidd? What the hell are we doing? You know, right. like. But that was getting caught. <laughs> I mean, no, was, but he kind of, right. he, he definitely like, like went at, like, like lamented the whole thing with Kwame and Smush. And by the way, there's that famous interview he did on Jimmy Kimmel. Where those guys, uh, Carlos Boozer and Jeremy Lin and Swaggy P and all those guys. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Thanks, Christopher. Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. Hold on, I gotta find my tab here. There we go. There's my oh, tab. Tab it. Right. So I sent this to you guys in our group chat, I think either last night or today. And we need to talk about this because the World Cup in Qatar Qatar, right? Qatar. How you saying it? Qatar. 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 I watched the uh, Netflix documentary on it, and everybody said it differently, which is it had me even more confused. But anyway, yeah. World Cup starts this weekend, and fans mm-hmm. are starting to arrive on site, and they are far from satisfied with the accommodations and the food, to say the least. They've expressed their extreme disappointment, posting videos and photos on social media, comparing the poor arrangement to the infamous Fire Festival, which we all remember that was just those crazy basic white tents with nothing but a mattress inside, and then, you know, like the little... Dixie cup bowl with nothing but a bunch of lettuce in it, calling it a salad. Well, that's exactly what it looks like in Qatar. In one clip, a fan revealed the housing situation, which was rows of standard white tents lined up on pavement, complete with twin mattresses and nothing else. Other pics showed rows of shipping containers, similarly furnished, with basically nothing inside. So, this doesn't sound like it's going so well, at least to start off. Is that a big deal or no deal, Cappy? (laughs) I'm going to say it's a big deal, just because... Um, you know, remember, they moved the World Cup from the summertime to this time of the year so that things could cool down in Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. whatever. Qatar. Um, but you are going to see a lot of people from around the world going there, and this is their first exposure to the place, and they're going to have you know really negative thoughts on, on where they're at. So I don't know if it's going to be great for tourism after the World Cup is over. I haven't seen all these things. I know you sent that thing last night, but I haven't seen all these tents and, and boxes. I mean, they don't have hotels to accommodate everybody? So they it, do, but they didn't have enough. Like, they didn't have, you know, it brings, it's like the Olympics. I think it brings just as many, or, or I don't know, numbers-wise. I could be completely ignorant on that, but it brings in a lot of people. So it's just like the Olympics, where they have to have an entire huge infrastructure with all these hotels and you know, accommodations, stadiums, places to play, and they had to build basically all of this, and it, it cost something like $150 billion just to build what they have, and this is the accommodations they have for the fans, for a lot of them at least. Hmm. Stato, big deal? Yeah, big deal? I mean, this thing is a disaster. It's a mess. Like, I've, I've seen all the videos. <laughs> like, there's really no other way to describe this. This is, like, not at all what people expected there. Um, I, I don't know what people expected, but this was certainly not it. You know, they, it's like you think of like you think of that area of the country as like a very big, rich, prominent, lavish, luxurious area, at least as far as like the hotels and stuff go. So, right. Uh, for just, tourists, not for people that live there, though. Right. Exactly. But you'd think that, you know, if you're going to be spending all that money to go over there, you know, watch the World Cup. And the other thing, too, is did you guys hear the alcohol situation? No. What is it? So they don't have alcohol. Alcohol is banned, but they're yeah. making a special exception for this, but they're not allowing like any on-site signage, and they're not serving it in the actual arenas or the, the stadiums. So you have to walk like a couple football fields outside, and they're charging like 20 bucks a beer because it's okay. banned. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you know, nothing I hope goes the money better. worked out well for uh, the World Cup. Yeah, nothing goes better with football than alcohol. Yeah. So good By the way, uh, breaking news, Kawhi Leonard will start tonight. Oh, cool. That might actually make me watch that game. I was just going to say, I have to watch that game instead of the crappy football game. Speaking of football, the Philadelphia Eagles are not messing around because just one day after they signed defensive tackle Linville Joseph, they've reportedly signed another beefy defensive tackle, none other than Indomitian Sue, 
to a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. So besides the getting into all his accolades and everything, do you guys think that this is a big deal or no deal? I'll say it's a big deal for this reason. This is a great time of year if you are a, a team that believes you can win a Super Bowl to start stockpiling linemen, specifically defensive linemen, which are hard to come by. If Indomitian Sue is an available free agent and you can get him to bolster your defensive line, and by the way, you don't need him to play every down, I think it's a great move for Philadelphia. Yeah, I think they did a great job of putting those guys out there. Like, why? I mean, those guys can both play. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me if you can get those guys to play. And, um, look, it, we were just talking about my fantasy team, as ridiculous as that sounds, but if you got a window, you got to go for it, right? And they're going for it. But I have a question. Indomitian Sue was signed as a free agent. Why is it November whatever, November 17th, and he is just now getting signed as a free agent? Like, why wasn't he signed sooner? Here's my guess because Indomitian Sue probably didn't want to play. And he's like, I don't want to go to training camp, and I don't want to play the first half of the season. I'd prefer to play the second half of the season and then go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to wait until I find who's really a contender, and then I'm going to have my agent call him, and then I'm going to see if uh, if they need my services. Yep, 100%. I just remember hearing so many teams that were like rumored to be signing him, and it's like, what is wrong here? What is wrong that you know he he still doesn't have a team? But, yeah, I guess that makes sense, Cappy. All right, last one here as I click along here. Okay, so this week is already off to a flying start with this whole UCLA-USC rivalry coming up, right? Well, UCLA safety Mo Osling III was asked about last year's USC-UCL game, UCLA game, and if that's going to motivate every Trojan to, like, you know, come and bring it this year. And you know what he's had to say about that? What? He said... And the suspense is killing me here. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the my computer always crashes like whenever I do one of these segments. Okay, so he he was asked about it and he said, quote, We know we're gonna replicate it next week. So we're gonna have a little bit of fire underneath our butts. We're gonna go out there and put it on display. So he thinks that they're gonna kick USC's butts. What do you guys think about that? Who, Big who deal said or no that? deal? Uh it was UCLA safety Mo Osling the third. Got it. Well, it's a big talk from a from a team that just lost it at home to Arizona, right? I mean, dude, you're you have an opportunity to have a really magical special season. UCLA football had become relevant again through the first whatever it is, 8 or 9 games of this season. And to drop a game to a sub 500 Arizona team in the week before the USC game so it's great to talk all that smack, but now you got to go back it up. I got USC. I got USC winning big. Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I think that this is going to be a really tight game. And I, I if I had to go in one direction, um, I'd probably lean UCLA. What's the line again? I, two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Uh, USC is a two and a half point favorite. But the, and, and I think what will save USC is that they have the better quarterback. I, I mean, I think Caleb Williams might be the best quarterback in the country, you know, so... But the Travis Dye thing, I don't think that's a small thing. That's just me personally. So, we'll see. Well, I'd love to see USC win last year. I don't know. I want USC to win because I want... Well, UCLA won last year. They smoked them. Yeah, they crushed them. They destroyed them. By a lot, it was like 60-something, right? 63-25, I think. I mean, it was total destruction. 
I want USC to win because I want us to be able to continue talking about them possibly getting into the college football playoff. Listen to Laura. I can hear Laura making noises. I want USC Ohio State. By the way, Sedano, uh, the college football playoff championship is actually being played at SoFi Stadium. I know. I thought you said the other day it was with the Fiesta Bowl. No, I said that the semifinal was the Fiesta Bowl if they played Ohio State. But we're all going to go to the college football playoff if it's USC Ohio State. But right now they would play in. Well, right now they wouldn't even play because USC is what six or seven. So, yeah. And plus, hey, Ohio State still has to play Michigan. Michigan is Michigan stinks. Ohio okay, State owns Oh, there we go. They're, There's they're the Ohio person right mm-hmm. there. 10-0 right now. Damn, girl. You just okay, like... they're 10-0, but look at their schedule. Michigan stinks. Jim Harbaugh stinks. They're wow. nothing. Wow. They're nothing. They're nothing. nothing. They're nothing. You're a little nothing. nothing. You're Ohio a little State nothing nobody, Jim yeah. Harbaugh. You're nothing. Michigan, you're a yeah. nothing. You're nobody. Didn't Michigan beat Ohio State last year? They were they just did. talking. Yeah, they did last year because Ohio State was just like, oh, yeah, we got this. No big deal. And they totally overlooked it. Yeah. That's not true. That's wrong. Yeah, it is. That's wrong. Yeah. Big girls, they don't cry. Cry. They don't cry. They don't cry. You ever see the uh, show Jersey Boys? Uh, No, I haven't, but I'm familiar with it. See the movie? I haven't, but I'm familiar with it. The Broadway show is much better than the movie was. But it's a great show. And if you, like Frankie Va- it's, if you like Frankie Valley songs, pretty damn good. Yeah? Yeah, really good. Okay. I believe you. They had a long uh, stay in Vegas. I want to say at the Palazzo. But I had seen oh, him. I love um, the Palazzo. Yeah, it's a good place. Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, I'd seen him. Uh, I'd seen this show a couple times. But it was, it's really It's a great show. Movie? I. I. Yes, I just I yeah, I Broadway show, fire. Okay, big difference. Okie dokie. Um, Cappy, you see what Kyle Kuzma said? I did see what Kyle Kuzma said. I'm I'm going to be curious to hear what this whole crew thinks about that because this kind of goes back to something I said a couple weeks ago that everybody no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You no dumb. no no. It's different. He said it's tough being a role player with the Lakers. Well, Which I would agree with. Everybody around LeBron is a role player. No, that's not true. Stop that. You you always deduce this to like the most simplistic thing, and it's not that. All Life I'm saying is, is he's, the, he's the centerpiece of a team. That's all. Cap. He's not? He's not? Sure, but there's still other guys who are almost equally important to him. Like Anthony Davis was the biggest reason they won that championship in 2020. What are you talking about? Okay, I'll go with that. So just saying that LeBron saying. is. I'm just saying LeBron is the centerpiece. Now, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, listen. When when LeBron, we were talking about that Dallas Mavericks series earlier. Which, by the way, it feels like you know. I know LeBron was in Space Jams, and the Monstars stole his. Uh, you know, stole people's uh, powers or whatever. That's what it felt like watching LeBron that series. I mean, Dwayne Wade would have been a Finals MVP. He was going like thirty something a game in that series. Why but, didn't he win the Finals MVP? Because they lost. Well, I'm and still, Dirk I mean, won. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way you were just describing it is like, you know, he's so great, you know. No, but I'm saying Dwayne Wade would have won finals MVP, but LeBron played so poorly in that series Mm -hmm. that they didn't win. Well, listen, Kyle Kuzma, though, when he was with the Lakers, I don't know about everybody else. He just as a as an observer, 
just rubbed me wrong because I felt like what I was receiving from him was I should be more on this team than they're allowing me to be. I, I should be a leading scorer kind of guy. I'm a talent that should be a one or a two here, and instead I'm kind of a six or a seven here. And I always felt like he kind of looked at LeBron as in, why am I taking a back seat to you? And that that's my impression of what Kyle Kuzma was when he was with the Lakers. And that's why I think he's still talking about this. Yeah, I'm sure he felt that way. Well, he was also asked specifically about it, in fairness. Right. Well, I'm not saying he's walking around, you know, just spewing this. I'm saying that somebody asked him about his time with the Lakers, and his his answer is, it's kind of hard to be a role player on a team like that. Well, we should play it, because I feel like it adds a lot of content. Oh, let's hear it. Go for it. Things are definitely drastically different over there, for sure. Definitely. Different in what way? Um... They got a lot going on, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, when you're playing in the big market, you're playing in L.A., you're always going to have a lot of drama, right? And then you're playing with the, one of the all-time greats as LeBron, it's going to add even more drama. And um, you have to fight through it. You have to be strong-minded. Um, when you're a role player, you have to be ready for that moment. And sometimes it's tough. There's a lot of outside noise. And playing in those type of markets – you know, it definitely touches your mental toughness and it challenges it too. So, hmm. what yeah. did it add? What did it add to it? I feel like it adds some context where he's not just like dissing the Lakers. He's like trying to explain to you that it's not just this Lakers team. It's like everything that comes along with it and playing in, like you said, playing in that market. There's a lot of pressure. That's what Kobe there. said all the time it's not easy being a Laker. Yeah, but but I mean, playing in a big market means that there's a lot of drama, and then playing on LeBron's playing on LeBron's team, there's even more drama. That's what he said. He's not wrong, right? All those are accurate. Yeah, but I mean, but what's the drama like? Why is there more drama with the Lakers historically? Like, are you serious with that? They just did a whole ten episode thing about it that you didn't finish. Hold on, hold on, relax. Don't get crazy yet. Big market. Forget Lakers, big market. Why is there more drama in the big market? More news coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger expectations because there's more fans. Bigger exposure. Correct. Okay, so just asking here. So there's a lot more drama in L.A. There's a lot more drama. Would you say there's more drama in San Francisco? Yes. Yeah. Okay, more drama in Chicago? Yes. Yeah. yeah, there has been when they're, I think when they're, they're the worthwhile. Most, yeah. The Lakers have the most drama, I think, than any other team. Yeah, Correct. but that's what I'm getting at is that it's it really to me But it's a historic thing. It's not just a LeBron thing. Right, but it's not but it's also not a big market thing per se. It's a Laker thing. Well, no, he's right though about big market thing. I think what he means by big market thing is um I mean the Knicks are always <laughs> that thing is always like sideways. Look what's happening in Brooklyn. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, we just talked about Draymond for like months, it feels like, or whatever, like, yeah. Star-driven team. Star-driven team. Star-driven town, right? I don't understand what you're objecting to is my Well, all I'm saying is, is that what he, what I hear him saying is playing for the Lakers and playing with LeBron, there's a lot of drama that goes on. That's all. And, and listen, is he right? Is he wrong? What's he talking about when he says, do you know what I'm saying? My answer would be like, no, I don't. Can you explain it a little bit more? Well, she did ask him that. So, who's she? Who, who's the interview? That was Malika Andrews. Oh, nice. Nice. 
Well, there you go. I mean, listen, I, I, I agree. It, it's got to be very tough to be a role player on a team like that. But, but he always thought he was better than he was. Um, yeah, you're right. And now he's on a team that's like, you know, 500-ish, and he's good on that team. Well, good for him. I hope he's having a great time. But, you know, the Lakers are also now bad, so there's that part of the Well, and I'm sure he's loving that. He might. I'm sure he's loving it. Like, look at this team. If they would have kept me, look how much better they'd be if I were still on this team. Are you doing the McDonald's thing? I'm loving it. Yeah, he is loving it. Do you think that's really what he meant by saying that? Because that's a pretty, like, coded statement there, Kevy. That's kind of a stretch. Is it? But that by him, it's kind of like when I tried to stretch you out at the at Bastards game. By the yeah. way, did you see the picture that was posted today of I you did. stretching me out? That was an yeah. awesome picture. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, George, I thought I was going to blow out a hamstring at that point, and I almost blew out a quad as well. Even though we were really trying to stretch hamsters, uh, that was a great picture. Yeah, shows a lot of flexibility. Shows a lot of teamwork. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. teamwork right there. I'll stretch mm-hmm. you out before you twerk. Yeah, appreciate that, pal. Didn't work out so well, though. You nah. I mean, I mean, listen, um, Clinton Yates came on yesterday and said, from a pure twerking perspective, he didn't know the results. He thought I won. Okay. You know, and I've gone back and studied the film, and Mason got down on all fours, but he really didn't do any moving while he was down there. I agree with the sentiment of the Twitter community that said nobody won. <laughs> Fair. I would agree. All right, we're yeah, done here. Really we got to go. With that. We got to go. Cappy, great job. I'll talk to you tomorrow from Portland. Yes, sir. See you then. Uh, Lindsay, great job. Laura, great job. What's coming up next, Laura? Rams All Access and then Bet LA after that with Anita. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.